Blog Talk Radio. Good morning to all the animal lovers out there and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm your host, Marie Hewitt, and I wish you a very happy Sunday, and thank you for tuning in to K-Mozart for a brand new edition of the show. I've got some very interesting guests lined up today. First, Becky Lubich from Dog TV will be joining us in a moment to talk about a brand new local channel, especially for canine viewers. You heard it right. It's a TV network that has gone to the dogs. Then after our halftime break, Nathan Anderson, director of sales from Pacific Pet Transport, will be checking in to discuss the topic of pet scams and how unscrupulous people are preying on animal lovers. This and more are coming right up, so stay tuned to the Pet Place on K-Mozart, and we'll begin after a very quick message from the station. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on Key Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I'd like to welcome Becky Lubich from Dog TV to the program. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Marie. Thanks so much for having us. Okay, I have to ask you, you're running a TV station that has literally gone to the dogs. Yes, we are. <laughs> it is programming that has all been scientifically developed with the dog in mind. So we're developing a new audience here. Okay, so Dog TV, this is a cable channel that you could get on your, if you subscribe to cable TV? Well, right now it's available on all the Cox households throughout California, and it's an on-demand channel. So you can turn it on whenever you are going to leave home or whenever you want to watch TV with your dog, and it's available to you at any time. Wow, that's awesome. And why would a dog look at a TV set? Well, you know, each dog is different. Um, some of the dogs actually watch the TV like we do. Uh-huh. Not, not too, too many of them. Okay. But um, the channel was actually designed to help to ease the anxiety and entertain our, our beloved friends at home um, when we're away. So it might be um, the some of the sights that they see that attract their attention. It might be the music that's all been composed for the channel. Um, a lot of the camera angles are shot from their perspective. Oh, so okay. it's all taking the dog into consideration and what they would want. Um, you know, like I said, not all dogs are going to sit down and watch TV for eight hours. Um, <laughs> okay. We're not trying to create couch potatoes. Okay, if they were a couch good. potato already, then, you know, they might stay one. But it's more <laughs> to give them a calming environment while you're away. Okay, so all of the audio then is music. They're not going to be hearing other dogs barking or cats meowing or birds or anything like that. No, there's no birds or cats on the channel. Um, They might hear some people talking occasionally because some of the segments are what we call exposure segments. So it's things like, um, you know, a baby that might be playing with a dog or kids playing with the dogs, um, a mailman coming to the front door, or the vacuum cleaner. 
And all of those are to expose them to things that they don't see every day so that when they do encounter it, they're much more comfortable with it because they've seen it before. Oh, that's great. Tell me some of the other visuals that the dog might be exposed to during the day while you're at work. Well, um, the visuals are all built um, around the day of a dog. Believe it or not, the dogs have a day too. And um, we would start off the day with some stimulation programming. And what that means is it's things that attract the dog's attention. It might be custom animation that we've done. It might be dogs playing with one another. It might be a dog at the beach. Um, it could be all sorts of different things, but it's met with uh, to attract their attention, and it's got more upbeat music. Um, it's very uh, attractive to the dog, so it makes them glance up at the TV and realize that it might that it's on. That's pretty um, cool. And you can get this on your computer also. So if you have a computer screen that's sort of at your dog's level, you can stream it there? Exactly. Well, you can stream it online, and if you're tech-savvy enough, which I've even learned how to do, you can <laughs> hook it up to your TV and, and leave it on for your dog when you're away as well. So oh, okay. Uh, okay. There's lots of different ways to view dog TV right now, and any uh, exposure to this uh, is great for the dogs because... It just gives them a sense of um, well-being while they're away so that they're not hearing all these distracting noises. They're not being, um, you know, subject to uh, the trash cans outside mm-hmm. or, you know, everything that's going on around them. It gives them more of a, of a calming and relaxing environment. Who came up with out. the idea of developing a channel just for dogs? Uh, there are... Um, founder, his name is Ron Levy, and he is a co-founder of Dog TV. He actually got the idea because he had a cat at home, and he felt guilty leaving his cat all day, thinking, you know, what? what is my cat doing all day? I, I just leave it here, here in an empty house with mm-hmm. nothing. So when he started to do the research on it, he realized that dogs had more of an immediate need, so the focus came around dogs. Okay. And and so that was uh, the premise of the start of the programming. Okay, and I know that for kitties at the Irvine Animal Shelter, they used to play DVDs for the cats in some of the cat playrooms that had birds and other things that the cats would be interested in watching, which I always thought was very cute. But I'm glad he's focusing on dogs. And tell me about the research around developing the channel. Did he have test audiences of dogs? Did he have sort of a Nielsen rating for which things worked? <laughs> yes, the dogs, um, after four years of research being done, they actually tested the programming with the dogs. And our head scientist is world-renowned Dr. Nicholas Dodman, and he's an animal behavioralist, and they tested it with dogs. They tested it uh, against no TV. They tested it against some cable channels that people regularly turn on for the dogs, Mm -hmm. and overwhelmingly the dogs responded more to dog TV. Tell me what the response was that they noticed that was a positive. Um, Well, we've had a lot of different things like dogs that are more relaxed. Uh, The owners see it when they come home. They're not so wound up when they get home. Mm -hmm. Um, There's been a lot of uh, instances that we've heard about that um, dogs have been better behaved. They've stopped chewing on the couch cushions. They, you know, they're more focused. They're less uh, bored. So they don't just chew on everything in sight because, you know, they've got something more now to focus on. Oh, well, that's very cool. 
Does the, the channel come as a standard channel in the uh, Cox cable lineup, or do you, is it a premium channel? Well, you need to have digital cable, so a cable box, in order to be able to access on demand. Mm -hmm. But once you have on demand, anybody can access it. It's a subscription channel. And uh, we're doing a free preview right now um, through February 17th, which is this Sunday, so I encourage everybody to check it out. Um, and then they can just uh, subscribe to it and turn it on whenever they feel their dog needs a little uh, relaxation and entertainment. Okay, so that means you got to check out today. What is the website? Because today is the last day, the 17th, and we want to make sure our listeners have a chance to check out that website to to sample it. Yes, um, it's www.dogtv.com. And then you can hit the backslash Cox to get specific information about Cox, Cox um, On Demand Channel. Okay. Or if you want to stream it online, it's just dogtv.com. Fabulous. And that's where you can see samples and, and find FAQs and all kinds of wonderful information like that. Yes, there's all sorts of information. We have a newsletter to let you know. We're doing lots of events in the community and like to be a part of the community as well. Oh, tell me about that. What kind of events? Well, in um, throughout each of the areas we're in, we've been hosting uh, Yappy Hours, which benefit different rescue organizations. All right. And it's a time when you can come out and view Dog TV and meet some new friends and uh, bring your dogs because oh, we have pup tails available for them. <laughs> pup tails, that's very yes. cool. <laughs> and tell me, do you have Dog TV for your own dogs? Uh, yes, I do. What do you think? Uh, well, when I'm home, Jake is very attentive to me, mm -hmm. but when I leave, he's always found on the couch in front of the TV. Well, um, <laughs> that really is. Yeah, what's, his, I've, I've, what's his favorite kind of programming? Does he like the dogs at Dog Beach? Um, actually, Jake likes the relaxation programming. He's, um. he's seven years old, and he likes to relax and mellow <laughs> out in front of the TV. Uh, I actually work from home, so I'll turn it on during the day, mm -hmm. and I'll go into the living room where he's sitting, and um, some days he'll just be sitting there staring at the blank TV until I realize it's time to turn it on. So <laughs> <laughs> You need to sit him with a special remote where he can use his paw. Yeah, that's that's next. One day we'll come up with a remote for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one more time. Before I let you go, let's give everybody the website where they can check out some video samples and, and read all the FAQs. Sure, it's dogtv, D-O-G-T-V dot com. Excellent. Becky, this sounds like a great, fun idea for house dogs, and I want to thank you for letting our listeners know all about it this morning. Well, thanks for having me. We need to take a quick pet place break now, but there is plenty more of the show to come, including important information about scams that take advantage of pet lovers. So stay right where you are. All the details are coming right up after a very quick message from the station on K-Mozart. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on K-Mozart. I'm Marie Hewitt, and our second guest of the morning is Nathan Anderson from Pacific Pet Transport. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Pleasure I, to be here. I am so glad that you're able to come. One of your associates wrote to me, and she explained that there's a pretty nasty pet scam 
that's kind of uh, working its way around pet lovers that uh, I'm very concerned about, and I'm wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what's going on. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's been going on for quite some time, uh, and what it is, it's uh, people placing ads in local newspapers, um, online, uh, wherever they may be able to do the advertising, and essentially they're selling or giving away uh, puppies or animals that uh, do not exist. Um, what do you mean by do not exist? <laughs> yeah, so they create these fic- you know, fictitious scenarios to where, um, you know, I've had it to where uh, a mother, uh, her son had cancer, and she had, their dog had just given birth to all these puppies, and they needed to sell them to help uh, with the treatments. Nice. And they asked the clients to wire them money, and then as soon as they wire them money, they disappear, and there's no animal that is you know, ever sent to the client. Oh, um, no. So, they're, yeah, they're just finding random pictures of puppies online. They'll email those to the individual stating, oh, here's your puppy. Uh, they give it a name. Uh, so it's a pretty well-thought-out scam. Wow. And and where are these scams uh, showing up? Are people getting them in email, or are they showing up on Facebook, or um, PetFinder? Yeah, you know, I'd say there's a lot online, definitely, like PetFinder. Um, a lot just in local newspapers um, okay. where people advertise. Wow. And, Okay. Yeah. So somebody who is just, you know, browsing because they're looking for a pet, they come across this article because it might be a purebred uh, mm-hmm. that they're looking for. I, I've heard about the bulldog scam. Yes. For a Bulldogs long time. Bulldogs are very time, common. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know they're very popular and somebody might come across as they're looking through Pet Finder one of these ads. Is That's what you're saying, right? Correct, yeah. So it's uh, typically the, they definitely feature the hot breed at the time. Wow. And then are they being offered at a ridiculously attractive price so that somebody just can't turn it down, or is it the sad exactly. story that Exactly, yeah. It's, well, it's both. It's a sad story, and then also it's an offer that really is too good to be true. Um, they'll offer the animal for free, and all you have to pay for is the quote-unquote shipping. And then they'll tell you that it only costs, you know, like $150 to ship. Mm-hmm. So then they'll get you to send that money over. Then they'll say, oh, there was complications. We need uh, another deposit for insurance for the airline, which doesn't really exist. And they keep finding it depends on how the ebb and flow is going with the person that they're scamming. If they feel like they can keep getting more and more money, they'll do that. If they feel like they've reached their limit, then they'll just tap out and disappear. Wow. How many families do you think have been affected by these scams? Unfortunately, too many. It's hard to say. There's a large number of companies in our network. Um, everyone that I have worked with has uh, received the same calls that we have, um, and it's it's really hard to say, but it is very, very common, especially around the holidays um, when people are, are buying puppies for, for pet or for gifts. Mm-hmm. Um, but, it, yeah, unfortunately, it's all too common. Wow. So... Are the scammers actually saying that they're using legitimate shippers then, and so people are getting mad at you, for example, because you didn't come through with their pet? Absolutely. So they go as far as even copying our website. They'll go and they'll find a pet shipper. Uh, They'll copy the website, and they'll create this dummy website, and they'll uh, also create a dummy email that kind of has the name of the company in the email, and they'll use that as correspondence. and so the the person feels like, oh, okay, I'm working with a reputable company because they have this website online. 
Um, well, what can you do to protect yourself to make sure you aren't falling prey to one of these scammers? That's a great question. Um, do a little research. Uh, so the reason we get the calls is because people eventually kind of figure it out, and they're like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call Pacific Pet Transport directly, and you know, they look us up online, and then they find it's a different website, and it's a different phone number, and then they call us and ask us about said animal, only to find out that it doesn't exist and that they're being scammed. And then also, if it's you know it's too good to be true, then it probably is. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I do know that you know there are legitimate people that are trying to find homes for pets on Pet Finders, and and mm-hmm. a lot of them have purebreds, and and they do offer them at a very reasonable price because they're mm-hmm. doing rescue work and they're just trying to rehome these animals. What what are some of the things you can do along the way to make sure you found a legitimate person? Yeah, so definitely, first and foremost, people should, you know, hopefully they're adopting um, from local shelters uh, mm-hmm. somewhere nearby where they can actually go and, and take a look at the animal. Um, they can look up reputable, reputable breeders on the AKC website um, and just get references along the way to make sure that they are indeed dealing with somebody that is legitimate. And should they get some sort of formal contract that they can check everything out before they actually sign? Uh, yeah, most most breeders or uh, adoption agencies, they do. They have, they have a process that you go through and a contract that you fill out um, before, you know, they release the animal to you or sell the, the animal to you just to verify that you're a legitimate individual as well and capable of housing this animal. Okay. How far do you think these scammers go to make themselves look legitimate? Do they create dummy references that'll check out for them, or are they more just trying to grab the low-hanging fruit? Yeah, well, for the most part, they're trying to grab the low-hanging fruit. We do. We did have one scam where it was the woman was in Los Angeles. Um, there were different people that they would talk to along the way, pretty much all over the United States. It was all part of this network. So they're talking to one person in Florida, um, the person that has the animals in Los Angeles, but then at the end of the day, they're wiring the money to Cambodia. So it's wow. it, along the way, you got to kind of figure it out that, okay, this is fishy, something's not right, and then... Can you tell where your money is being wired to? Absolutely, yeah. When you use a company such as Western Union, you have to give a name, address, and a phone number of the person that you're sending the money to. Okay. okay. <laughs> so that should be the first red flag. That, like, okay, I'm sending money to Africa for a dog that I'm getting from Los Angeles. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Okay, so that's a big red flag then. Yes, but you'd be surprised uh, how many people fall victim to that. and they well, They still go forward. Oh, that is amazing. And yeah. what's the worst story you've heard so far with regards to the scamming? I would definitely say, like, the most unfortunate story that I've heard was the woman claiming that her son was dying of cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we all know somebody that's been afflicted by that horrible disease. And to hear this individual using that as a way to scam people out of hard-earned money was very frustrating and upsetting. Wow. Is there any kind of recourse here? Are there any law enforcement agencies that are getting involved if this is becoming so prevalent? Yeah, all you can do is report it to your local authorities, mm-hmm. and more than likely uh, they're they're not going to look into it. Um, oh. There's so much going on. There's so many scams online mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it's really buyer beware, and um, the best that we can do is that if, if people notify us about it, we'll do our best to get the website shut down, um, 
we have an organization, IPADA, which is, um, they have, uh, it's the International Pet and Animal Transportation Association. We're a worldwide network of, of uh, pet shippers. Mm-hmm. And we have somebody with IPADA that that's pretty much their main job is that we report a dummy website to them, and it's their job to get it shut down. Okay, okay. So just if you do think that you're dealing with a scammer, you should report it right away. Mm-hmm. And it's ipata.org, I-P-A-T-A dot org, correct? correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. And is there a phone number on your website where somebody could call? Um, on our website for uh, Pacific Pet Transport, yes, absolutely. Um, um, well, let's go ahead and give that, that phone number out just in case sure. somebody who's listening is right in the middle of that. Yep. It is 310-318-5702. Okay, and let's give that one more time. Yeah, 310-318-5702. Excellent. Now, you mentioned something about insurance. So scammers try to charge you for refundable insurance. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, so it's just another way to get money. Uh, Airlines do not offer insurance. Um, and once the animal is handed over to the airline, they're the ones that are responsible for the pet while it's in transit. If you want to get insurance for an animal, uh, you have to go out and source it from an independent provider. Okay. So if they use that of refundable insurance, uh, you definitely know that, that that's a scam. Is re- is insurance ever refundable? <laughs> <laughs> I wish it were. Yeah, I think that's kind of the whole definition of insurance. You pay just in case something happens, but exactly. you don't get reimbursed for anything. Oh, boy, that's really terrible. Nathan, you work for a company that does shipping a lot. So mm-hmm. we've talked about pet shipping before. Let's say you are adopting a pet uh, mm-hmm. from a reputable person from another part of the country. Tell me... Walk me through the process of what you should do. Are you going to be arranging the shipping yourself, or should the rescue person arrange the shipping? What do you recommend? Um, so I definitely recommend that uh, if if the person that you're getting the animal from, um, most likely they have experience shipping an animal. It's quite simple to ship an animal uh, domestically. Uh, you get a health certificate, you make a booking with a domestic carrier, so on and so forth. Um, and usually most breeders... Uh, or adoption agencies, they do this on a regular basis, so they're quite familiar with the process. If they are unable to assist, um, again, ipata.org is a great website to go to to find a local pet shipper in your area. And that's going to be the most cost-effective way to get your animal from point A to point B is finding somebody that's local in your area. And by finding somebody on that website that's in our organization, you know that you're going to get a reputable individual to help assist with the transportation of this animal. Okay. So if you find a pet and it's on the other side of the country, you'd contact IPADA um, Mm -hmm. and then walk me through the process. You're getting the, the rescue person is getting the health certificate and taking care of all of that. What kind of fees are involved just on average? Yeah, so it's it's going to vary. It's a case-by-case basis. Um, most companies offer various packages. There's door-to-door uh, where they'll pick up from, you know, the adoption agency. They'll even take it to the vet for a health exam. They'll provide a travel crate. Obviously, um, their main thing is they arrange the airfare, and then they check the animal in uh, for the flight. Uh, they can even have another handler pick up at the final destination and deliver to the client's residence. Uh, so that's obviously the most uh, expensive package, and it varies from state to state, area to area, depending on how far they have to drive to pick up, so on and so forth. Um, airport to airport is going to be the cheapest option, where they would bring the animal down and meet 
the iPod member uh, for the check-in at the airport. Um, and then upon arrival at the final destination, they'd be responsible for picking up. Okay, I see. So it sounds like this is a real well-established process. You should be able to figure out if it's a scam or legitimate. But one more question about it. If you want to compare different services for pet mm-hmm. transportation, is there a consumer rating place online where somebody can go and look and see what the reviews were for the various pet transportation companies? Um, most, So most of the companies have websites, and, yeah, you can search the website, and a lot of them have ratings online, um, also on Yelp, which may or may not be an accurate uh, description of the company and the services they, pr- they provide. Um, but there are numerous agents listed on the iPod website, so you can get various quotes uh, if you want to, you know, try and be the most, you know, as competitive as possible. Okay, okay. And, and that might be a good way, too, to, to circumvent a scam because you could say, I want to use my own shipper. Oh, exactly. As soon as you do that, they're going to, uh, they'll probably get a little startled and, you know, cancel the transaction. Because then if you say you're hiring your own shipper, that shipper has to contact the person that they're getting the puppy from to make all the arrangements, yeah. and they'll probably sniff it out from the get-go. Definitely. Well, Nathan, this is really excellent information. And if our listeners wanted to find out more after the show, let's give your website out one more time. Uh, Our website is www.pacpet.com. That's packpet.com. Excellent. Well, it's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, be ready for Pet Place news and events here on K Mozart. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. On Sunday, February 24th at Cook La Novia Park in San Juan Capistrano, kids ages 5 through 12 and their pets can compete in the annual Kids Pet Parade. As usual, there are a variety of categories to enter, such as cutest, Most Unusual, Best Costume, Funniest, and Most Obedient. Registration begins at 11.30 a.m. and the parade starts promptly at 1 p.m. In case it rains, the new date will be March 3rd. And if you pre-register at www.swallowsparade.com, it's only $3 and it is a lot of fun. And don't forget to check out our website at www.petplace.org and send us your comments or suggestions for the show and see what other fun animal-related activities there are on the Pet Place calendar. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on Key Mozart. I'm Marie Hewlett. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day. Thank you.